Welcome to the I'm in my 20s podcast, the podcast that empowers you to make the best of your 20s through candid, insightful, and inspiring conversations. My name is Meg, and let's get started. I never had my internal kind of battery turned on to say, you're amazing. Not from another person, not from an achievement or an award, from me, Katrina. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Today, I am sharing a conversation with one of the most resilient, hilarious, amazing, talented, and smart people in my life, my gal, Katrina Del Rosario. Now, you may know her as the girl who sings covers and posts them on YouTube and Facebook, and she has the most beautiful voice. Or you may know her as the girl who dresses up as Moana and other Disney princesses as a side gig on the weekends, or the girl who screams as she spikes the ball during beach volleyball at Spanish Banks and I basically spent my summer playing volleyball with her and the first half of my year doing an intense final group project with her to finish off my undergrad and I love Katrina very very much so this conversation is one where we talk about the theme of resilience and really learning to love your own identity and cultivate self-love so Katrina came from an immigrant background and she also struggled with a medical condition growing up so this conversation is about reconciling that identity breaking stereotypes and how we practice gratitude how we foster excitement and joy for life and how we ultimately show up shamelessly as who we are. So this is an awesome conversation. This was recorded two months ago, but it is timeless. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy. Oh. So my voice has changed slightly since the last time y'all heard me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to be chatting with my friend Katrina. So welcome to the podcast, my friend, and very excited to chat with you. <laughs> <laughs> very excited to chat with you too, Meg. <laughs> we cannot stop laughing before this. All right. So first, I'm going to ask you a question to get to know you a little bit more. Um, Katrina, what is what are you the proudest of yourself for? This is a very wholesome question. <laughs> oh, wow. You really hit me there. <laughs> uh, proudest of myself. I would say probably proudest of most of the times like looking at the positive in some things um Mm. whether it would be with a friend whether it would be with uh, at work um the only times i'm it's negative is when it's around me but like Mm. like with other people i'm just like whoa like meg so cool how you are friend so cool how you are Mm. um yeah I i would say i would say that but internally to myself oof, that's 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 for another story oh <laughs> yeah i love that about you so how did we meet <laughs> <laughs> oh man take it back to uh the beginning of the semester yeah oh actually was- yo guys context so i was very intimidated by katrina before oh my we worked God. together because like okay so i knew you because you sang at our conference like the social <laughs> enterprise conference that I chaired in like third year and Katrina was that gal who was like singing on stage and I was like damn like who's who's this woman who's so talented and then I saw her in my like other marketing class like uh earlier this semester and she was so smart when she was answering questions I was like yo she's so scary like <laughs> she's so intimidating and then we had to form a group for our project and then you were in our group <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, uh oh, I'm so scared. All right, so all right, so back context on my end. Yeah. I remember seeing Meg. You're just like in like tagged photos. You're in conferences. You're in all of the business clubs, and I'm like, oh, like she seems super smart. All of that. Yeah. And then I still remember, yeah, Zoe, um, our mutual friend, invited us or invited me to our group project. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Four rock stars and one of them, <laughs> Meg freaking quang quang, quang, bang, bang. Oh, my gosh. I I remember the first month I was – remember when I told you guys like the internal imposter syndrome? I do. Especially because like I, I, I knew of you and I kind of looked mm-hmm. at you from the outside going – Ooh, like she's incredibly smart. She knows her. She no, knows her way through. And then mm. I met you, and I was like, "Girl, you're beautiful." <laughs> oh my god! Please, okay, I'm I'm literally blushing right now. Like my cheeks are like, bro. That's how I felt about you too. That that feels like ages ago when we first had that like group meeting together. And mm. I was like, oh my god, I'm intimidated because Katrina seems like she knows her shit, and like I'm gonna like get roasted and be judged. <laughs> <laughs> but then really quickly realized that like we are we are so similar in so many ways and we work so well together mm-hmm. and we just ended up becoming such good friendos and went biking yesterday so mm-hmm. yeah good stuff good vibes. good vibes okay now before we dive into the meat of the convo can you give our listeners an introduction of who you are like what do you do and all that stuff mm-hmm. so hi everyone i'm katrina i am a ubc student that's how I met Meg, but I am also in marketing. I love, you know, learning about people, learning about processes. And outside of UBC, I love to do all things music. Um, I love to sing uh, and I love to entertain others. And I think that's that, com- that little combination of people and music that I find mm. um, I vibe with a lot. And I also love to get to know other people on a outside of the surface spectrum aka mm. you know meeting ariel down under the sea um mm, the deep and get there and uh, outside that i love food yeah food is mm, i love that mm. Mm, i love that i love that i love conversations where you don't have to ask any questions like oh what do you do today or what's your yes. favorite food when you can just like get to the meat of it and you like really know someone on the deep level that's the best type of conversation. Yeah, it's like that one night where we were we were prepping for the podcast and we just went mm-hmm. on a little bedtime. <laughs> All right, let's let's get down and not down and dirty, not literally dirty, but like <laughs> verbally dirty. <laughs> no, we were literally having a really nice deep chat. Like I was just like laying in bed. No, the other time we had it, we were supposed to like do work for our group project, and then like midway through, we we're like. Yo, I was like, yo, I can't stop looking at my phone. And then we got distracted. <laughs> we just started talking and talking to like to like 2 a.m. or something. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I knew this this was a homie. This was a homie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are gonna be talking about some deeper topics today, which is what we love most. So before we begin diving in, I wanna hear a bit about like kind of your background growing up and maybe some context on what it's been like facing different types of hardship in your life. Yeah, I think growing up, I always felt lost in terms of who I was, what I should tell people that I am. Um, Probably coming from like first immigrating here when I was like almost three years old and growing up with my family that I mostly talked to. um, Mm -hmm. 
it was it was really difficult because like I had an accent that wasn't like the Canadian accent. I had like a very 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 thick Filipino accent growing up. Um, I didn't. I, I wasn't the best at spelling. Um, I was in ESL, and because of that situation, I felt like oh. Like, I need to kind of, like, change myself in order to be Canadian. Um, mm. And then outside of that, I guess towards, like, high school when people were students, friends would ask me, hey, like, are like where are you from? And I'd be like, oh, should I say I'm Filipino? Should I say I'm Canadian? Um, and I think those are, like, cultural hardships. And then, yeah, other hardships is – just a lot, but that would be like the main main thing mm-hmm. on my mind right now. Right. Yeah. The cultural one, I definitely do relate to as well. Like we're both mm-hmm. immigrants. So we both came to Canada at a young age, me from China. So there's that barrier between our, I guess, original culture from where we're from and our family versus like the Canadian and like Vancouver culture. So yeah. what do you think was like the biggest adjustment that you had to make? And how do you think coming to Canada has shaped you as a person? Yeah, I think it's definitely made me accept other people for, you know, everyone's backgrounds. Um, I know, like, the Philippines itself. Um, I just visited when I was younger, but it's very homogenous in um, in that it's, like, mostly Filipino people. But coming to Canada, I'm learning about people of all races, learning about, like, social justice and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing I'm still trying to adjust to now um, is that I'm learning so much about other people. I'm still struggling with identifying about my roots mm. and researching more about where I'm from, um, exactly wh- where I was born, my past, my generation. Because I don't know if you ever have people there who are there like, oh, like I know about like my great great grandpa, my mm. great great grandma, and I'm like, I don't know, right. uh, you know, after grandma and grandpa. Yeah, same here, actually. I don't know much about my roots. And Mm -hmm. I think like coming from an immigrant family, let me know if you relate to this later, but basically like my parents are really, really hardworking and they're really focused on like, you know, working to like provide for the family and all that. And so our conversations, like besides the classic, oh, like, you know, dinner's ready, like let's, you know, how was school and all that. Um, Growing up, I didn't really ask them many questions about their Mm -hmm. background, right? And now that we realize like how much they went through and sacrificed for us, I'm more attentive to like ask them about their stories. And when I sit down with my mom and dad and be like, oh, you know, tell me about what it was like growing up in China and all of that. Like you uncover so much and it's crazy Mm -hmm, because like mm -hmm. you literally grew up with these people and you don't know their stories until you really ask. Yeah, yeah. I think the craziest part is that you grow up with your mom and your dad and you just see them as these like father mother figures. You don't really ask them questions. You're more so like learning from them. And what I'm finding now is like, whoa like they have they have a childhood they have a teenhood and Mm -hmm. the the funniest is just like learning about learning about themselves when uh they were my age Mm. because they had this like totally different story my mom would always say like yo Katrina you have to be like so lucky (sighs) like that you're here you're like when I was when I was your age I was cracking coconuts just at the street market in the Philippines and I was like Mm. yeah yes I have to like be proud and accomplished um but yeah it's, it's like I'm still at that transition where I'm accepting my parents um growing up when they were very conservative 
you know, very strict. Um, but I've grown to like understand my responsibilities, mm-hmm. but at the same time be more independent and kind of like having responsibilities, but having fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, especially with conservative parents. And I hope like you probably feel the same. Yeah, definitely. So how would you say like your relationship with your parents is now? Like, do you, would you say you guys are like really close, like grew closer? Yeah, or, yeah. I, I'd say we're closer that we are like I would tell them about my day when I was younger. It was really difficult to tell them even like how I felt like I still remember as a child, like I'd go home from elementary school. My mom would say, you know, how are you? And I say, mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. run up the stairs, do my own thing, because mm-hmm. I always had this inner thought that like they never understand me Mm. that they'd never understand how my life is here and that I'm struggling with my identity Mm -hmm. and that I'm struggling with exactly who I am and who I should tell people I am Mm -hmm. um and I don't know if you relate with just like that like inner feeling that you you know you should be okay with sharing Mm -hmm. how you feel with them Mm-hmm. that's like the that's the biggest part yeah i think we like especially when i entered my teens i also put up that wall between me mm-hmm. and my parents and also i think it was the influence of friends too because we enter that age where people are like oh don't listen to your parents like they're just holding yeah. you back or you know they're too strict or whatever and so you put up that barrier but growing up and the more we mature we realize that like we created those barriers ourselves right like mm-hmm. and we have to take the time to understand them just as much as they have the responsibility to understand us so it's like a two way street and i'm like really embracing that now and i think i can say the same where like i feel like i'm a lot closer to them now that i'm older definitely mm-hmm. in my early teens like <laughs> i don't know if you relate but i was like a pretty i was not a good kid in grade 8 it was just like that one <laughs> year where I like just really disappointed them to the point where oh, like no, yeah. I think they they just became numb to other stuff I did because I was just like <laughs> really bad. Like it was like lying to them and hiding mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from them. And then since then, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, to rebuild that kind of trust between us. Yeah. 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 But are, are like right now, are you two or are you and your parents a lot closer now um, in your young adulthood as they say? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we definitely are. And I think that has also helped me like shape my identity more. Mm-hmm. And I think even like just quarantine has helped like I live yeah. with my parents. And so I've been speaking a lot of Chinese, like way more Chinese oh, than I yeah, do English so cool. in the past year, just because we converse in Mandarin and all of that. Yeah, but I'd love to go back to the identity thing. So if someone now were to ask you, you know, introduce yourself or like, where are you from? Um, what would you say to that? Um, I'd say like, oh, I, when I was when I was younger, I'd say, "Oh, I'm I'm from here. Like I'm from Vancouver," because it's that awkward. Like I have to explain them my story. Then they'd have to say, "Like oh, like you're you're like not from here. It's so cool." Like, <laughs> you know. But now now I'm like, hey, I want to share them my story, and I want to tell them that like you know I came here. I'm an I'm an immigrant. I'm a first gen immigrant, mm-hmm. uh, and. And my parents have come such a long way to send me and my brother here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, born in the Philippines, came here when I was almost three years old, mm-hmm. um, grew up trying to find myself. And yeah, so I'm Filipino Canadian. And I'm I'm actually like very proud to say that because I, I, yeah, when I was younger, just always saying like, I'm Canadian, I'm from mm-hmm. Canada, I'm from Vancouver. Right. But I think it also is reflective of all the macro uh 
the macro events happening, especially mm-hmm. around, you know, like accepting yourself as someone who is Asian, accepting yeah. yourself as someone who is a first gen. Um, and I, th- I, I think it's like, especially in high school, especially f- like for my race, like the stereotypes that like you're Filipino, you know, like you need to be a nurse or you need to be whatever is more so like in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I always found that like a negative stereotype. Mm. Interesting. That like I yeah that I could never, ach- be, like achieve my dreams in another career, and I, mm-hmm. it can only be fixed in those like lower healthcare uh, industries. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, yo, like <laughs> even though you know I'm I'm one Filipino gal, um, I I can do anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I know it's like sounds really cliche, but. I th- when I was younger, I always thought like because of my race, I can't do anything, mm. and because of the acceptance from mm. people nowadays, right. I guess I'm like yeah, I'm mm. I'm happy to be who I am. Aww. I'm so happy to hear that. I love that. Like you feel like you're freed from kind of this box that you were kind of putting yourself in, right? Because mm. of the stereotypes and all that. Do you think there was a moment where you realized that you know you you can break free from these stereotypes and you can do what you want? Like, was there a moment that really empowered you? Mm-hmm. I would probably say, mm, like, the the last couple of years of university, um, especially being a student leader and mm-hmm. seeing, like, all these students from all, the, all these parts of the world where they're open about sharing where they're from and they need a little bit more of a confidence boost to let them accept themselves. And then mm-hmm. for myself, like being a mentor and sharing with them, like, Hey, you know, like it doesn't matter what p- you think people think of you in the end. Like if you're happy to be who you are, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really think just like giving advice, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be a hypocrite. Like, <laughs> why, do, right? why do I think I'm like, yeah like what do I think I'm insecure about myself mm. what the, like right. I should take my own advice I think yeah. that really comes in from my I have like therapist se- therapist se- sessions oh that's mm. like a big therapist I have therapist sessions and a lot of times my therapist would say like oh what would you say to this person mm. if you know like the switch around of the role right. and I say oh, I tell them to like, you know, be happy for who they are. And then my therapist would say, okay, so what about, what about if that person was you? And I'm like, girl, hit me. Turn it back on me, girl. (laughs) Don't you dare, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Um, you dare use my knife against me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just like, just being, I think it's, it was really like leading students Mm. um, through mentorship. Mm -hmm. And I guess like being, with amazing powwow uh people of different backgrounds Mm. um and not having that mentality that like if i'm not caucasian that i'm not like worth Mm -hmm. you know like being smart but yeah yeah, i think that's what that was like my biggest insecurity growing up 
Mm, yeah, I love that. And I love that about like the school we went to, like UBC and just having mm-hmm. all these cultures around. And the advice thing, I, I totally resonate. And that's what you said in your intro too. You're like, you know, I'm a really positive person. I see the good in others. But for some reason, you're like harder on yourself. And I think that's like a common thing among people for some reason, because yeah. we're like our own big biggest critics. And I also suck at following my own advice, you oh, know, like, yes. like, it's like, I love giving advice. It's like, I, I think I know what you should be doing. And then I mm. try to tell myself that and I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna go with my feelings. <laughs> and I'm gonna feel like shit, or I'm not gonna do something because of imposter syndrome. So that's a big one. How do you think you're like working to overcome that for yourself and like, have more confidence in yourself? For sure. I think one is being around people who like build me up rather than to make me feel more insecure about myself. Um, and that's just people saying like, yo, like keep going with your singing. Um, or like, yeah. yes, like, dude, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one thing. Uh, another is just going to therapy. I think therapy is great. And mm-hmm. I just had that um, overall stereotype that therapy is only for people who have an actual um, condition mm-hmm. that they should go to therapy and then it just has this negative stereotype surrounding mm-hmm. that but right I learned that like it's for anyone and yeah. my uh, a friend of mine has said like ev- everyone needs a therapist like it's mm. just a person that you can share your feelings with and I think mm-hmm. that's a huge part in our sessions is my inner critic that mm. speaks to me whether it's about my identity right. whether it's about um who i am as a person right and i also think like bullet journaling <laughs> recently mm. bullet journaling that's Love been that. yeah great just to like to write down three things that i'm grateful for in the day mm-hmm. just makes me feel more retrospective to you know other people mm-hmm. it makes me feel more accepting of my day my seconds Mm -hmm. knowing that hey wow like seven days already passed seven Mm. days times three 21 things to be grateful for right because sometimes when you like just kind of like live each day as a as a fast forward and you're like i want to get through next day next day like i want to get through the weekend Mm -hmm. when is the weekday i want to get through the weekend when it's that mentality then all you think about is like i'm not good enough to go on to yeah. next week next week next week right but when you are like like for me personally i'm like whoa these three <laughs> tiny things that i'm so happy for Aww. and i'm just it, it takes away from my insecurity and just being mm-hmm. once i'm grateful and happy for it then internally i'm like i'm happy mm-hmm. because i have what i need in life yeah Aww. yeah that's incredible. It's like no matter what circumstance you're in, there's like little things that you can always yeah. find in every day to appreciate, mm-hmm. right? And would you say that that practice of gratitude has helped you overcome like a lot of hardships in your life? Like, do you want to share any sort of hardship you faced like growing up and how you overcame that? Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that really struggled with my hardship was having an actual medical condition called hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. And I had this around the ages of seven when my mom first discovered it. And it like slowly um, ended in my teens. And basically, it's a me- medical condition where you produce too many hormones. And because of that, um, for myself, I was super sporadic, hyper, 
crazy, ate a lot of freaking food, and I was still skinny. Um, that was like the best. That sounds like a fun life. <laughs> yeah, 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 fun life. Um, but then the downsides to it, like because I was very sporadic, I would like lose energy. Um, or sorry, not energy. I would lose uh, concentration. I would not do well in school. And then because of that, um, I felt like, yo, I'm stupid. I'm, mm. I have this medical condition. I go to children's hospital every like two, three months. Um, I'm not worth it. I'm not worth like being successful. And that kind of like lived on towards like my late teens. But yeah, that was probably like the hardest dip in my life just see- mm-hmm. thinking like oh every time I like write down you know when you have like consent forms mm-hmm. in high school and you yes. and then the, like one of the last words was like med- existing medical condition yes and I'm like if I write this down they're gonna treat me so like different. a special yeah a special person mm-hmm. different as if I'm kind of like you know like last chosen on the baseball team mm. and that was, yeah, that was probably like my lowest point. Um, and when I, when I told people, you know, obviously like as university students were more understanding, but high school, it's kind of like, oh, like what? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was probably like my down, mm, downside. Wow. You're really strong for going through that. And thanks so mm-hmm. much for sharing. I think when you go through that, it, it's hard to separate that from your identity of who you are. But mm. once you realize that like the condition isn't you, like it's just... Mm something that you are going through in life but it's not who you are then that becomes really freeing so did that epiphany kind of come to you throughout the journey and help you like yeah how do you think that has shaped you into who you are right now yeah I look back and I'm like I never regret having this condition because I got to be super adventurous like I found my adventurous side Mm because there were moments like when my hormones were just like raging and I'm literally like running outside (laughs) I'm like oh gosh like i found this little ant friend oh let me go run oh my gosh like i'm yeah. going to sandcastle like whoa mm-hmm. um and i think that's when i found like my very fun energetic kind of person mm-hmm. uh in elementary school and high school just being able to meet other people uh and i remember everyone would ask me like you have so much energy <laughs> and i'm like yep yep that's that's me and I- that's you <laughs> And I think even though I still don't have the condition, like I still have like my really energetic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, not as often as uh, when I didn't <laughs> have the condition, but just just looking back, I I'm glad to have had the experience of meeting people, being energetic, mm-hmm. finding the fun side. Because I think now transitioning to adulthood, maybe you feel the same. It feels mm-hmm. like oh, like if you're not a fun adventurous person like life is kind of dull and obviously like not going against like introverts but introverts need to have fun too you know like yeah yeah, yeah. they're like introverted fun fun. yeah their own way of fun but Mm -hmm. if you just if it's just like every day is so dull Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's also like with the pandemic Mm -hmm. if we don't choose to do things for ourselves whether it is being energetic with it whether it is you know finding a bullet journal to write in mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be really difficult but yeah 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 you are an energetic being <laughs> hang out with you is so fun like we were like biking yesterday and we we're like going down the hill at prospect we were like wow <laughs> they were like screaming 
yes yeah i was so proud of you girl you you really got that uphill prospect point yeah my first time up prospect and then down my chain fell off and then you were like yo your chain fell off i was like shit (laughs) yo when she went too hard too hard (laughs) went a little bit too hard oh but i love i think i just love that about you as well as like no matter like what it is like a hardship or something negative like you can reframe it into like something positive and something that you can like grow from right it's like you know Everything in life, it's I think it's either meant to teach us a lesson or it's meant to mm-hmm. be something you enjoy, right? And like I, I don't think I have any regrets either. Like the word regret, it's just it's just like a blessing in disguise, I would say, mm. in hindsight, right? So I really love that mindset and I can see you embody that in every day. So that's really amazing. Now, how does that you think tie into your kind of like day-to-day actions and like motivations, would you say? Like intrinsic yeah. motivation. Yeah, for sure. I think with all that like growing up I always felt I, I I actually like never knew the difference between like intrinsic and extrinsic motivations so going back to the whole like you know I love singing I love to perform I was Ooh, an ESL yeah. student She's so talented <laughs> <She's talented. laughs> um so I would often like sing and that was kind of my way of like being appreciated mm. when I was younger where it was like mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna sing because that's like one way I can like get people's attention Mm -hmm. and then that feeling of like people saying yeah like you're so good like Mm -hmm. you're great I felt validated in that way growing up Mm -hmm. um and then it came to a point where whoa like I'm in university now I don't have you know my my elementary slash high school teachers Mm -hmm. pushing me and saying yay I don't have my like my old friends because I'm distancing from them to say to push me now I, I was like at this turning point where I'm like, whoa, I'm not feeling validated. I mm. I I don't feel like I can keep going. Um and I realized like I've depended so much on extrinsic motivations mm-hmm. or motivators. Um, whether it was a an award, a reward, mm. uh, a friend, a family member. And I f- forgot like this whole time. I again like that whole inner critic. Right. Um, I never ha- had my internal kind of battery turned on mm-hmm. to say, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Not from another person, not from an achievement or an award, mm-hmm. from me, Katrina. Yes. And I think that's that was always the hardest part. And I'm, I'm not saying like it's something I've fully covered, but – I, like I love it when you know, like people you have like you know when you have like people who pump you up and <laughs> yeah. you're like, yes, mm-hmm. Meg, like go for it. But yeah, yeah, day to day, I'm just trying to say, probably from like my gratitudes to just be accepting of who I am mm-hmm. from myself and not from mm-hmm. anyone else. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah. Being content with yourself, regardless of what the label is or what society's expectations are of you. That Mm. resonates like a lot with me because I think I was always like me growing up, I was really fueled by extrinsic motivation as well. Like Mm. it just started in elementary school, right? When, when teachers would like read my writing, they're like, Meg, this is great. This is a great story. Let's read it, you know, in grade three and shit. Right. And then, and then you go into high school and it's like good Mm -hmm. grades and it's like random like awards and club titles. Um, it has such a big influence on us, like subconsciously. And then we yes. start thinking like, oh, if we don't get that like 
recognition, then we're not worthy. But that's so not true because these are just things that like people made up in society to like, you know, kind of sort you into certain like rankings and like put a number on you, but you're Mm. way more than just a grade on your paper or an award that you won. And finding that intrinsic motivation, it's like, I think of it as like a superpower. It's almost like you're breaking free from the (laughs) trap in Mm -hmm. a way. And I think being in quarantine really challenged me as well, similar to what you said, because you have to be so isolated and all you really have is yourself, right? Like, And you get to decide what to do with that time. You get to decide what to say to yourself. You don't have people around you. Except when you're seeing on Facebook Live and I'm like, yeah, you go girl. You see (laughs) Nick Kwan commenting in the comments. But yeah, that intrinsic motivation is is really the key. So what Mm. do you think motivates you to like get out of bed every day? Oh, girl, my face in the mirror. And I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Man. (laughs) I I would love to see your your face in my mirror, Meg. I'm really crusty. You want to see crust in the morning? I don't think so. (laughs) I'll give you you my facial cleanser. (laughs) Yeah, I'll need 10 of those. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man. What gets me up? I think... Be- oh i think at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> I-, I was like what gets me up the fact that i can go back to sleep <laughs> i think that was that was me the entire like beginning of the pandemic <laughs> what gets me up my alarm clock <laughs> yep <laughs> what gets me down uh my bed <laughs> gravity um <laughs> but now it's just it's the it's the excitement that Either I'm gonna learn something new, or there there's just something amazing that's gonna happen, mm. and I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's gonna happen. Mm. And and the reason why I know that is because I have these gratitudes that I have that I'm like, <laughs> shit, these three ha- things that happened today. Yeah. So it's like if I can find the last I've been doing this like last like through two three three weeks now right if i can find like three things i'm like damn like that happened today right then i can look forward to tomorrow oh my god i love that you know i think i think that's like the mentality but obviously like there's some days you know when we're like it's 12 yo two more hours 2 p.m 2 (laughs) p.m but but especially you know like with our with our work routines now yeah it's definitely like waking up getting to work and i think in terms of learning, like it's not just con- it doesn't have to be connected to work. Mm. Um, for me, I'm like whether advertisement, non advertisement, non advertisement, or Hello Fresh boxes. <laughs> um, basically, sponsor like us, me- yeah, sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> like our our meal kit boxes. Just yeah, those small things of like being able to learn a new recipe, mm. being able to learn a song, being able to um you know work around a new routine being able mm-hmm. to learn from a friend you know mm. like literally the small messages yeah. and they say oh like you can get your vaccine earlier and i'm like oh let's let's Woo! do that let's you go. know like <laughs> these, <laughs> these small wins and i think yeah. when i was when i was younger again like the extrinsic motivators you you just think like you need this huge award or you need this like huge right. like this i don't know what it is that feeling that like i need like an a plus I need a 96. I need I need a yay from my mom, my dad, my <laughs> everything. I need 100 comments on social media to mm-hmm. feel great. 
and to get myself out in the day. Mm. But in the end, it's like if you are your own fan. Oh, yeah. Like, mm, girl. Mm, everything so juicy. Words yeah. can't explain how good it feels. <laughs> Yeah. So true. I love the part about having like unexpected things to be excited about. Yeah. And also like we have the same like personality, like Myers Briggs. So I like I resonate with so much with that, like that excitement. And like I remember a few days ago we were like talking on call and mm-hmm. I was telling you how every year I get excited because I just know I'm gonna meet somebody <laughs> and they're gonna become really close. <laughs> and the reason why I know that is that it happens every single year. Like last mm. year, I can count, oh, I meet these people and they became my homies. Even though some, <laughs> some of them were from, from dating apps. That's like a different story. It's like really funny. But like you meet people in like the randomest ways and they become mm-hmm. your friends. And then this year, it's like, lo and behold, Katrina enters my group project <laughs> by chance. And here we are talking. So it's like life gives you so many blessings that you can't really plan for or anticipate. For sure, for sure. But you can embrace it. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I so relate with you in that you like I said like it's just not knowing the next day and the next day and I think that's why like sometimes we both love to be spontaneous oh I love spontaneity yes like it's great it's great to have a routine because you're set for you know like your days your nights but then mm-hmm. sometimes in the middle of the day just like getting to do something for the fun of it and a huge explosion of <laughs> fun and laughter mm. can happen yeah along that time um and, and it's yeah it's just, it's just crazy how these small just small happening i think it's like mm. small something happenstance happenstance yeah it's ha- uh where oh maybe i'll we'll like add it in like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's just like that things just like happen and they click Right. And life just feels like really awesome right. for a second. Yeah, for sure. Because I think like everything experienced in life is through our own perception. Like we yeah. can choose to put on a lens and see what's great and see what's not great. And we can choose to have positive self-talk or negative self-talk. So mm-hmm. yeah, that self-love piece and that gratitude piece, I think that is also what drives me like every single mm-hmm. day and mm-hmm. that excitement honestly like a billion things drive me because i have like shiny object syndrome you, too. so <laughs> you are you are a driver like you <laughs> always, i will always be shotgun for you girl you you really had you got everything <laughs> oh please no not at all not at all that, that, that's just that, that's just what it, what it seems <laughs> but thank you i appreciate that um what what kind of thing would you say to your younger self Trina, like if you could like say something to the person you were like three years ago or two years ago mm-hmm. or when you first entered university or whatever, like what would you tell her? You know what's so funny about that question, Meg, is that is like the one question I ask everyone in every single coffee chat no! <laughs> I go to. Like, it's like the last question I ask where I say, oh, if you got to talk to yourself in university, what would you tell yourself? Every single time. And then they okay, give girl, you like advice after advice. I asked that to all of my coffee chats too. So I'm really not but it's such a good question because like it is so good. It makes you like be so introspective and you dig out uh-huh, like the uh-huh, real uh-huh. shit, you know. So yeah, yeah. what would you say? And, yeah, the reason why I brought that I was because like I never asked myself that. Oh well, now <laughs> um, I'm asking you. Yeah, I'd probably say life where you are 
it doesn't feel that small. Like there's mm. so many freaking opportunities. Mm. And the reason why it feels small is because you're not doing enough to find those opportunities. Hmm. Um, because I'm, I'm you as in not you, Meg, but like mm, younger yeah, yeah, younger you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, because you are closing your books, you like to close yourself off sometimes because you just say that you're not good enough to open yourself up to opportunities. Mm. So I would say, younger Katrina, you are a pretty awesome person. And I think Mm -hmm. if you just keep on pushing yourself, go for it. And also, yo... Eat as much as you can because <laughs> it's once you got older, it's it's really hard to eat a lot of food. <laughs> I'd say that's the, that's the other thing you gotta do. <laughs> that, that was like that was like super deep, and I was like, you know, the shed a tear and shit, and then it was like eat a lot of things. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, yeah, got yeah no, hello fresh. <laughs> but it, but in all seriousness, like I was such mm-hmm. an. Like I'm, I still have like those insecure moments, but like when mm-hmm. I was in, when I was younger, especially in first year, Meg. <gasps> what was oh what God. was first year like for you? Like I was super energetic on the outside, but the second mm-hmm. like a fifth year or fourth year would say something mm-hmm. to me, and I didn't know what to say, and I'd say something, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I can tell the reaction. Oh, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, like I'm the, I'm the worst, oh. stupidest person ever. But I realized <laughs> looking back, like you know the it's they're never they're not going to remember what you say Mm-mm. just how you made them feel oh i love that quote you hit me yeah. hit me with that quote out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> it's like you might say something stupid but like hey like at least you were trying to be positive trying to like just engage in the conversation yeah yeah um yeah definitely that's, that's one thing yeah, and the thing is, like, they they probably don't remember at all. Like, yeah. th- that one moment, maybe they gave, like, their eyebrow twitch a little bit, right? But, like, they're going <laughs> to forget it the next day. But we tend to think, that's another thing that I think about a lot. Like, we as humans, we tend to think, like, the, ro- the world revolves around us. And we place a lot of importance on, like, oh, like, how am I presenting myself? And am I doing the right thing? And, mm. oh, everyone is judging me and all those little things, right? But I think... there's another way to become free is to let go of the notion that you're the center of the world because we're not Mm -hmm. like, we're Mm -hmm. just, we're just human beings. Like, you know, we're not, I mean, it's nice to have that main character moment once in a while, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, small things, small mistakes, they don't matter in the, in the grand scheme. We're going to die anyway. (laughs) It's like morbid, (laughs) but it's true. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's very true. And I, it's very much like as children, we were always like, ooh, like, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. But, at, right? you know, as we get older, it's like the people who are successful, in my eyes, the people who are mm-hmm. successful are not the ones who make money, the most mm-hmm. money, like, are not, like, the billionaires. They're the ones who can really, and I mean, like, really put themselves in other people's shoes. Ooh, and like that. actually empathize. Not sympathize, like, not feel bad, not mm-hmm. feel guilty that they're not, you know, like, not at the other person's position, but like Mm -hmm. literally understanding their situation, Mm -hmm. looking at it on an outsider's perspective. I think that really comes in with like friendships and relationships when it's like, you know how when people get into fights, the reason why is because they only see their side. Yes. You know? 
They only see their side of the situation. And when you're an empathetic person, you're able to kind of like have a bird's eye view Mm -hmm. and see your situation, their situation, and then make it because about the issue and not the people in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, That is such a superpower. Yeah. And I think that's like, oh. Just being able to be that kind of person, I'm, I'm still, I'm still. That's like well, the one thing I'm trying to work on: being mm-hmm. just empathetic, looking away from my inner critic, understanding that other people want to share their story, and I think that goes back to my roots of sharing stories, just mm-hmm. talking to each other because mm-hmm. every person's story matters. Oh, I love that. And that's also a big root as to why I wanted to start my podcast because I know mm. everyone has like different perspectives they want to share. And honestly, that bird's eye view thing with empathy is so true because honestly, like me and my family, we've gone through drama before, you know, like especially like, you know, us being coming from immigrant parent, like parents and us being immigrants and all this generational gap and we have fights. Yeah. We we'd like have so many fights growing up and I would be like, you don't understand my side. You don't understand mm-hmm. me at all. And they would probably mm-hmm. say the thing like, why are teenagers so stupid nowadays? Yes. You know? And, and once you start pointing fingers, like that's, that's not empathy. And once I really like took a step back, luckily I have a friend who like studies psychology. So she taught me a lot of stuff like about, you know, how your childhood can like shape your beliefs and how so many things are like subconscious and your paradigms and everyone's story is different and i realized that there's no bad guy most of the time there's no bad guy it's just misunderstanding and if you just like take a step back and just just listen right just really like hear each other that's it Mm. (laughs) you built the bridge damn meg you just you just like you just like you just did like a full oh and bring it back to the whole identity (laughs) um but yeah you ah you just made that so right that like Especially for people who are like, you know, either multi-race or an immigrant, like an immigrant coming to another country and being able to recognize the different family members that they have Mm -hmm. and to understand that, hey, you know, the reason why we're having this argument is because we have different perspectives of Mm -hmm you know how we are who we are where we're raised and in order to communicate properly it's not to fight on each other's it's not to fight about each other but it's Mm -hmm. to try to just bring along what it is the root cause of the Mm -hmm. issue yeah if that makes sense that totally makes sense and i think empathy also applies to ourselves yeah like some like sometimes like I think that helps with forgiving ourselves when we like make mistakes and do certain things where we're embarrassed. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. during coffee shops, like, ah, Katrina, why did I say that? That that person gave me a weird look. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. giving yourself that empathy, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm only in first year, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still growing as a human being. Like, we're constantly evolving. And then when you give yourself that grace, it's just, it feels good. And it's empowering, I think, of a feeling because yeah. you get back up and then you try again the next day. And you know that every, every time you try, you're you're doing better. You're growing, even if some days you, you like fall back a little bit, but you're still mm-hmm. getting back up. Yeah. Yeah. My question for you, Meg, is what yeah. is what is one thing, whether it be your identity, whether it be, you know, empathy, like what out of those probably the two core um, perspectives that were or topics that we're talking about like are you still trying to like work on that's a deep question Whew. 
I think I'm trying to work my hardest on empathy for myself because mm. like just recently, like earlier this year, like <laughs> okay, funny context setting, but basically this <laughs> one day <laughs> me and Katrina were like on video call for working on our group project. And then we were supposed to create the survey. You remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was dead ass crying. And then I was like tr- trying to like wipe away my tears. And I don't think you noticed, but I was like mm-hmm. trying to wipe away my tears because I was like just having a really rough month at that time because mm-hmm. I'd made some like really dumb mistakes with like investing and just like family drama was happening. And then I was like really, really hard on myself. So during that period of time, I would like, sometimes I would wake up and I just want to slap myself. Like, it'd be like, mm. Meg, why are you so stupid? Like, why are you such an idiot? And it was just, I was just so mean to myself. Like, I was bullying myself for no reason when in actuality, like, I really did some digging and did some self-reflection and realized that it was just in the moment I was acting out mm-hmm. of emotion. And I need to be more graceful towards myself for being human, because mm-hmm. humans tend to do that sometimes and I shouldn't do that to myself. So I'm definitely working on that self-empathy piece and just like understanding myself and why I make decisions. And journaling has helped a lot. So journaling was a big one. Writing about everything I feel, even if sometimes I, I was angry, just writing out on my anger and observing it from a third eye point of view and being like, okay, so this is how I was feeling at that point. Why? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And observing my emotions. And also just opening up and talking to people, like talking to you, talking to other friends about it, and really like building that empathy for myself. And again, that also ties into like gaining different perspectives, because from talking to different people, I also realized that, hey, I'm not the center of the world. Like Mm -hmm. people have gone through hardships worse than me, or, you know, everyone has a different perspective, a different story, different piece of advice to give me. And just all of this meshed together, it's just like a lot to marinate on, like in my mind. And it's all helping me foster empathy for myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just said a lot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is there no, anything yeah. else you would like to add to our conversation today with regards to anything we've talked about? Maybe to our listeners who are, you know, facing any sort of hardship or like, you know, lack of empathy towards themselves or identity struggles, anything of that sort, like any last pieces of advice? For sure. I think like one with the identity is to be able to like learn, like look back at your past, not with regret, but to learn from it. I think that's a huge part. Like some when I was younger, I was like, oh, I regret doing this. I regret being this person. Mm. But it's more to like kind of like look at it as an audit, like saying like, okay, how can (laughs) I (laughs) – how can I improve on it in the future instead of right. I hate this? I'm not going to think about it. I think that's the first part. And mm-hmm. just that, like, also, the you know, like when people say, like, I accept my identity, like that's it's yeah. super vague and it takes a butt ton of time to get to that point where you like but fully ton. embrace yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but ton, yeah, that's my word. Um, but I think, yeah, it, r- right now might be a really crappy time, but like give yourself time, give yourself patience. Um, and then in terms of like taking away that inner critic of your that you have within yourself where you're saying that you're not good enough, you're stupid, um, I would honestly say like talk, like you aren't, you are beautiful, you are amazing. And if you can't understand that right now, like find find resources, like talk 
to a therapist or mm-hmm. um, find some free resources in your area. Um, YouTube, like there mm-hmm. are people who can tell you how yep. to s- support yourself. And I think that's a, a really, really valuable resource we can all have. Definitely. A quick YouTube search of like how to feel more positive mm-hmm. and like writing it down instead of just like kind of like mindlessly going through the entire video. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, the last piece of advice is, especially at our young adult ages, we still feel like we have to be supported from someone else. But at the end of the day, like the person who knows you best is yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know how to take care of yourself. You know if you need to get your sleep. You know if you need to uh, limit your time online. And you know when you have to tell yourself that you – like you, that you don't love yourself enough and that you need to give yourself more you time. Mm. Um, so if you're listening to this um, and you're stressed, you're still figuring everything out, just do something for yourself. Celebrate yourself because you have one life and um, just be able to appreciate every second of it. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Katrina. I needed to hear that too. (laughs) (laughs) And now if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, where can they find you online? All right. uh, Yeah, you can definitely like contact me on Facebook uh, or LinkedIn. Maybe LinkedIn is more for like professional, but Mm -hmm. facebook.com forward slash Katrina Joyce, (laughs) E-E-E, three E's at the end. Um, Yeah, just like down to talk, live life, breathe air. Mm-hmm. Um, live breathe love yeah. laugh joy and, uh, <laughs> and if you uh, need to talk to a similar personality you just uh, talk to meg <laughs> facts also if you add her on facebook you get to see her singing katrina <laughs> oh. <laughs> is an amazing singer very talented very inspiring very positive very energetic all around good human beings. So thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your, your vulnerabilities and your wisdom and your story. I really appreciated this talk. So thanks for joining me. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Meg here again. Thank you so much again for tuning into this very lovely, candid and fun and vulnerable conversation with Katrina. I hope some of these things resonated and were relatable. Now me also coming from an immigrant family, a lot of these things resonated a lot. So whether you're struggling with identity with regards to your skin color or your orientation or your abilities, your disabilities, or anything of that sorts, anything regarding your identity, know that you are not alone in this struggle and know that you will be able to overcome it. I think really the theme of this conversation was to find that self-love intrinsically and not rely on things externally telling us who we should be, what we should do, and what our worth is. So this is very, very empowering to talk about. If you want to keep in touch with our podcast, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at I'm in my 20s. And if you want to show some love, give me a rating on Apple Podcasts and be sure to share this episode with a friend or two. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, life update on my end. I am doing very well. I am very joyful, still enjoying the sun. Really, really praying that these forest fires don't get too crazy here in Vancouver and BC and overall because your girl is headed to Kelowna for the long weekend and I'm going to be hitting up some wineries and stuff. Otherwise, I just had a very sentimental and 
kind of bittersweet day because our volleyball league, which Katrina and I were actually on together, had our last rec game last Friday. And honestly, playing rec volleyball with this bunch was one of the best memories of my summer. It really made my summer the amazing summer that has been so far. So that was really, really bittersweet for me. And in other news, I also got double vax. So I have double Pfizer, which is very awesome because I barely felt any symptoms and I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but I am double back. So I am ready to live out the rest of my summer and also just finding balance and recentering my life with regards to self-care, journaling my projects, excelling at my work and planning my career out and all of that stuff. So just finding balance, I think, is the central theme of my life in this period of time. So yeah, thank you guys for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you guys again very soon. Bye.